Dig. And I'm Hannah Hampton, and you're listening to HR After Hours. Well, hello and welcome to HR After Hours, the only HR podcast willing to go out and hit the clubs with you. But watch out, <laughs> Hannah can slam the tequila and old boy Mick here likes to dance on the bar tables. Hannah Hampton, also known as H Squared, how the hell are you today, my friend? Well, I, I feel like you pulled that intro from back in the day because it's been a very <laughs> long time since that's even something I've been interested in doing. Uh, did I just call myself old? Maybe a little, but uh, I'm doing okay. How about you? I'm pretty good. I have to admit, I have not been in a club in a long time. So as far as right, me and strobe lights and the boom, 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 <laughs> that, that has been... 20 years away, probably. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I feel like you, I feel like at some point you get to get to an age where you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I mean, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe there's maybe there's some 80 year old club goers out there that I'm unaware of. But if that's what you like, you do you, boo. <laughs> I'm going to guess they're probably single and not happy about it. Those those 80-year-old club goers. <laughs> there are plenty of single people that are extremely happy. The ones hitting the clubs, probably not. Well, speaking of unhappy. We're going to get from this. Like, I'm 80 and I love clubbing. No. You know, we actually have a, a decent following overseas. <laughs> and the, the club culture is oh, much more embedded. In so it's funny, you and I, because we just kind of sound Sounded like a couple of, of old codgers there for a second. For sure. And I, I think that we're like everyone else. We've we've seen our ups and downs, our highs and lows of our attitude and our motivation since March of 2020, right? That's the, <laughs> that's just what we'll refer to it as. Since March of 2020. Good. So I'm going to try to be positive and and find good in the world and. By golly, sometimes I find the brightest spots in the darkest places. But his story that came up, that popped up in my email, I think it was the day before yesterday, uh, I it, it just made me smile. And this may say something about me, but let me read this headline to you. Ooh, I'm excited. And I have not heard this. So this is Pharma bro, Martin Strelli, finds $64 million in ban from the drug industry. Do you remember the the whole story about this jackass Martin yeah. Strelly and everything he did and did it in with such a, a demonic swagger that he had half the world hating him? Are you Strelly? Yeah. So for those that aren't, and we're doing it really quick because I don't I don't want to mansplain it in the backstory be longer than the story. He when he took over his pharmaceutical company, he raised the price of Viera which is a drug that helps both cancer and AIDS patients deal with some of the injuries and side effects of the disease. He raised the price of the drug from $13.50 per pill to $750 per pill. And he did it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, massive schlong on it. Yeah, I mean, this guy, and, and there's a documentary on Hulu about him that I just can't watch. I don't want to allow him to occupy any of the mm -hmm. space uh in my head or, or my soul for that matter but basically at the end of the day this guy did it and just said hey that's capitalism at work people and then you know of course there's obviously he was involved in some mucky muck and they went after him to, and finally were able to get him for basically i think the equivalent of 
of fraud and in, in tr- inside something similar to inside trading. He got a seven year sentence. Finally went to court. They fined him sixty four million dollars to pay back to the victims who yeah. were gouged by him and then uh, banned him from the industry. But here's what's crazy. He is still on the board of his company, even though the Brooklyn judge revoked his ability to, to lead it in the past. Somehow, the way it works with his shares, he still has voting rights. So when they tried to kick him off the board, he had enough voting rights to keep himself on the board, even though technically he can't run the company. Figure that out. That's um, weird. But I mean, I, I think that finding the positive and all the, the unpleasantries that are out there right now, I just love karma. And just this guy, just what a colossal jackass. This company is now worth only $7.5 million, so the company has been completely depleted. They're trying to get him off the board, and uh, he's got a little more time to do in jail. So hopefully they'll find more things to pile on the guy, and because this guy's never going to turn around, turn the corner. He's going to be a jackass for life. I guess, so my HR, my HR hat, I, love, I feel a little bad for the employees of the company, but... Then I also feel like I bet a lot of people jumped ship when he started doing like shitty stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean the guy's just bad dude all around. Yeah. And he did all this stuff and he started once he got the publicity, he kept seeking it. He played the villain. He played it up. You could tell he loved it. He loved the attention. He loved being the bad guy. Much like Lex Luthor, you know, he's got his current car incarceration and he may be plotting the ways to take over Are the world. You're saying he's a DC future. villain? But I think he is. I think he's a real life supervillain. Yeah. And uh, I have nothing but bad things to say about him. And you know me, I don't like to be negative. But there's my glass half full of these <laughs> terrible, terrible times. That, you know, the bad guys still go to jail and the bad guys still get punished. Let's hope that that trend continues because, you know, certainly we can all use a little goodness in our life. And the bad guys going to jail is never a bad thing. Never, never. And you mentioned we need some good things in our we life. do. We've heard from some of our peers and we, we've talked to our coworkers and friends and even our friends in other industries I feel like there's just kind of this general frustration in our industry and the workforce as a whole, but we want to talk about what we know, and that's HR. If this helps one person, it's worth it, but I think we need to try to help our peers and ourselves get a little re-engaged in what we do. It's hard in HR right now, so I just want to, I tip my hat to my fellow HR brothers and sisters um, in every, you know, under every HR umbrella that is recruiting, comp and bend, diversity, inclusion, whatever, learning and development, all of that stuff. I'm like, it's tough right now. Hang in there. You got this. <laughs> we know it's tough right now. So let's, let's inject a little bit of a little bit of love back into the world, shall we? Exactly. So I thought I, I found an, a very simple list. Mm. I like simple list. That way we can kind of put our own spin on them. Because sometimes it feels like we're almost really just reading through an article and giving our yeah. take. But this is just a simple list. Seven ways to motivate yourself to work hard when you're really not in the mood. Take out the word hard and just say seven ways to motivate yourself to work. 
Yeah. When yeah. you're really not in the mood. This is another, you don't have the list in front of you. I'm going to read read them off. And I just want your take, whether it's one that you kind of call shenanigans on and think mm-hmm. it's harder, you know, easier said than done. Or if anything kind of gives you a little light bulb and you want to inject a best practice that you use on one of these steps or a better step. Let's give it a shot. Let's see if we can get ourselves pumped up today, shall we? Let's do it. All right. So this is friggin' hilarious because number one is actually one of the first things you said as far as a challenge right now and getting motivated. So number one, don't think about it as hard work. Hmm. And the first thing you said is being an HR manager right now is hard and it's extremely <laughs> difficult. It yeah, is though. Just don't think about that. No, it is. It is a tough. It's a tough time, especially, especially those who are in the industry's hardest hit by COVID, healthcare, hospitality, you know, restaurants, retail, all of those, it's tough right now. So um, yeah, try, I guess, like, I I feel like it's easier said than done, but try not to focus on what's hard right now. So what do you think, though? Do you just kind of go in and and just try to change your mindset or do you break down it into, oh, well, here it is. Never mind. I'm going to jump to number two and I really (laughs) didn't do that. So number two is... (laughs) create small bite-sized goals. Yes. Oh, you know, actually, this is something I absolutely love. And I do in my day-to-day. And I'm, I'm, so I'm a list maker. I love checklists. Oh, and amen. Yeah. So nothing feels better than che- checking something off your list. So, you know, what I've learned in my, you know, life of, of checklists, and I actually read the book, the Checklist Manifesto, which I definitely recommend if you're somebody who's interested in in uh, why checklists are important. But I do a small, try not to do too many things because then you can get frustrated if you're checking things off your list. But you, I have a daily, like here are things I want to get done. And when you get something done and you put that check mark in or you cross it out, however you do it, it feels good. And you get that little like dopamine hit. <laughs> In your brain, you're like, yes, I can, I got something done. And even if it's as little as like have a cup of coffee or open my email or turn on my computer, little, little victories, I think always help your mindset. Yeah, I'm the same way. I put everything on my calendar, but I also still have my notepad to the left of my laptop and I'll write things for the next day if I didn't get to something or if I came up with something I want to do. But you're, it's that immediate gratification yeah. of just drawing the line through something. Or if it's something that's on your calendar, I don't know if you're like me, but some of those small things is I get interrupted or I have to put out fires. They get snoozed, right? Just like your mm-hmm. alarm does in the morning. And when I have that item that was set for 8 30 a.m and it's made its way down to 2 30 p.m but then instead of hitting snooze for the seventh time i can hit close because i've accomplished it that's a big deal and i take a a, i take a second to be like yes got it off my calendar about time and i'll even say something out loud because that's another thing is working from home, sometimes you have to talk to yourself or say something out loud. My office mate, Princess Lola Wigglebottom, who is my little pit bull girl, she (laughs) looks at me every time I do something like that. 
like Aww. yes well done indeed daddy and then, <laughs> and, and then she tries to get me to stop working and go for a walk or play ball very but, cute i'm somebody who has cats so they don't give a shit what i do <laughs> like they don't give a shit about, if i won the lottery they wouldn't give a fuck <laughs> no no i think she'd look right at you and go oh you're listening dumb bitch what did you not do today <laughs> So moving on, moving number on. three, read daily. And of course, that means not your resumes, not your memos. Reading. First of all, you said breathe. And I'm like, well, yeah, breathing's helpful. Read daily. Yes, I think that, I mean, that's just good for your brain. I, yes. And I wonder though, and this is more of a scientific question and maybe, um, Maybe if there's somebody who scientific listens can reach out to us, or maybe I could just go on the internet. But does that include audiobooks, or is this truly like your eyes have to be reading the page? Because I'm somebody who I, I love to read, but I also love a good audiobook because I can like clean the house, I can organize things, I can do while I'm, you know, quote unquote reading. So I, I think, or, or my, you know, because this is a simple list and I didn't expand onto the article, I think what they're saying is actually stopping everything else and reading something you enjoy, whether it's just mm-hmm. an article uh, of a non-trade publication again, because I know yeah. you love your HR dives and all those. But um, and, and sometimes I used to do it with just the, the different news feeds, but now the news mm-hmm. is so depressing that I'll just put like a an entertainment forum up or something to do with DC or comics or music. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll just, I'll take 15 minutes to just stop and just look at something else and just I, give, my, give my brain a reset. So I have recently gotten into short stories and I never was a short story person as a kid. I always wanted like to read a novel. Um, and, but that, what I like about it, it's bite-sized and I, you know, again, it's like, it's like going back to an earlier, uh, part of the list, but it's like, you can check it, check it off your list. It's like, I read something complete start to finish. Cause it's a short story. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, you're talking to someone with ADD. So uh, that has been a part of my life forever Yeah. because, you know, if I would read a longer story, my eyes would get tired being able to make the time to see something from the start, middle, and end in a short story or good article. I've been doing a lot of articles where I've just been reading a lot of short biographies Mm. on people or as, you know, they start digging up interesting facts about certain figures, sometimes historical or literary. So I'll just do that kind of quick distraction. And, you know, honestly, it really does kind of refresh me. Do you think it helps us put creative, artistic, non-work things in our brain as well. So that's a, sure. that's a big plus. All right. This is a big one for me, and I have to work okay. on this every day. But number four is stop caring about those things that don't matter. So, yeah, okay. You know, so this is something, yes. Again, not sweating the small stuff. But what is it in, what is that saying? It's like, Thinking about the things that you can control versus what you can't and knowing the difference or I don't know. So it's uh, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Yes. The courage to change the things I can and the wisdom Wisdom. to know the difference. Yes. I, you know, and I know that's a little different than sweating the small stuff, but I think it's it's really great to remember because sometimes the small stuff that we sweat are those little things that like you can't do anything about. 
and it can be really, really frustrating and, and just a bad use of your time. And so, yeah, I guess those are two very different things, but I feel you like know what, though, I like yours better. Mm. I think you're absolutely right. I think it's realizing it, it it's it, it's a little deeper than pick and choose your battles. Right. Mm -hmm. it, it's knowing mm -hmm. what you can actually impact and change. Yes. And focusing on those things. And it's the same as when you get frustrated when someone comes into your office and they want to complain yes. about these things that can't be changed. Something that's, you know, right. uh, embedded you know, in the business or whatever it this, is. I will so, say this reminds me, I, somebody I worked with many years ago. And so I'm somebody who typically has a positive attitude, especially at work. Like I'm really focused on spreading joy. I always say it's, I call it HR joy. I'm really focused on being positive at work and 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 just always having a good attitude at work. And I I remember I worked with somebody who questioned that. And it's like how can you you can't always be positive. And I was like I disagree. And like there's a lot in my life I cannot control, but what I can control is my attitude and how I how I go about doing things. So, I, you know, it was really interesting to me cuz this person thought that it was crazy and he's like you can't control your attitude. I'm like, mm. I completely disagree with that, but there's a lot of things that you cannot control. So why not focus on the things that you can? Absolutely. So again, I love the wording and the, and the focus of your number four mm -hmm. versus the one off the list. Number five is one I agree with, but it can go south if you okay. practice it the wrong way. And that is set a quit time to decide. Oh, I struggle. I'm not working. I struggle with that one and I love it because I always say every, like every Sunday, it's like, okay, this week I'm going to do a better job of work-life balance. I'm going to turn off my computer. I'm going to focus on my hobbies. I'm going to, I'm really going to do this, but I, I'm like the first person on that struggle bus. <laughs> yeah, I can set the time, but where I said it can go south is, let's say I decide I'm walking away from my desk at 6 p.m., Mm -hmm. And Mrs. Danzig works in the same house as me. So we our offices are on the same floor, but opposite ends. Mm -hmm. And we actually talk to each other less <laughs> during the work day. Now that we're working, both working from home yeah. than we did when we were both offsite in offices. We so spoke weird. more than it's weird, but we just leave each other alone. We don't have lunch together very often. <laughs> and if one of us can hear the other one too much, we close the door because we drive each other crazy. You talk about you know not letting things you you can't control bother you like i i i was an idiot the first six months we were both working from home and uh, my dumb ass would go in there and say well here's what you did wrong on that call Ooh, oh i know what? i can't believe i'm still alive to tell this story right what a, I, what a dumb ass yeah wow so hampton would have been choked out <laughs> i know i know I'm just kidding. I'm a pacifist. I would not, but but I the sentiment is like no. Oof. But we, so Mr. Hampton and I, we're do the set of quit time together. Yeah. So we'll both like we'll we'll wait till after lunch unless we have plans, and we'll say, hey, what time do you think you can be out of the office today? And we'll set a time. You know, there's it's HR. There's always calls. There's always someone with a problem. There's always something. When one of us can't make the quit time, it. The other one has to remember not to get salty about it. Or even myself, like if I'm like, well, I said I was going to be out of here at 530. Now I'm putting this fire out. This is ridiculous. And then I get all salty at the situation. I'm skipping your version of, of four, right? I, I'm, mm -hmm. I, I'm there for a reason. It's something I can't control. 
I'm trying to fix something on the spot because it's a priority. And then I get bitter about it sometimes. And then that's when Princess Lola Wigglebottom looks over me like, okay, A, you're talking more to yourself than usual. And B, are you actually arguing with yourself right now? Tyler Durden. I'm just kidding. Exactly. <laughs> totally. You know, it, it, you would think I'm manufacturing soap. Oh, um, gosh. Our younger, the younger folks probably aren't going to get that. No <laughs> kids. Fight club, kids. Fight I club. Hope so. Anyway. Try to execute five, try to set a quit time, but don't get mad at yourself if you're not able to follow through every time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Number Cut yourself six, some slack. Number six, and I'm an Adidas guy, so it's hard for me to say this, but number six is just do it. <laughs> and you. <laughs> Sorry, that was, that was good, but I. I do you want do you want a little trisket for your cheese that I just served up there? That's pretty good. Um, just but, do it. I mean, you know, what you and I were talking about right before the call, and we had one of our shorter pre-recording calls because both of us were just a little uh. But I even said, you know, it's kind of like when mentally getting yourself to execute the task is so much work more work than the task itself. Yeah. And that's how I interpret that, this. You just got to get be, over it. Yeah, a lot of things it is. It's just, yeah, it's the getting yourself motivated or just taking that first step is sometimes really hard. But yeah, just do it. And, and the last one is something you and I have both talked about. And this mm -hmm. really works. And this okay. is something that has really got me through the tough times okay. in the last almost two years. And that's celebrate the wins. Yeah, I love you know? that. I tell people to do that all the time. I, I fully support that. It's, uh, it's so important. You really do. And, and that's when I know that I'm not where I need to be mentally at work is when I don't stop and celebrate the wins. And mm -hmm. I, was, I was speaking to a coworker of mine and I, I said, yeah, I'm in this rut. And I said, I, I know I'm in a rut and I can't get out of it. I, and I said, and I'm having just an incredible success rate at work right now and i'm not celebrating my wins and she's mm -hmm. like well you know you just said your own problem you know it's there that's she's like that's the good part you know because some people can't even diagnose what's got them down she's like so at least you can you can focus on that you can work on it you've got to, it doesn't matter how small a victory is right sometimes yeah. the victory is just doing step six just something you've kept putting it off and you finally get it off your list that's a win for sure. We, so my company, we use Slack, which is a communication tool, which I'm sure a lot of, if you're in the tech world, you're probably pretty familiar with it. And we started a Slack channel called Shoutouts so that we could recognize and celebrate those, those small wins. And that's why, you know, my advice is to get kind of a partner, your partner in crime, so to say, when it comes to celebrating victories. So if you're not somebody who's comfortable kind of tooting your own horn, which I, I struggle with that. Um, I like celebrating other people first, but uh, you know, you can send a little note out to you know in, via a small communication channel, like, hey, I want to want to shout out to my to to my coworker about getting this little thing done, and I'll do it even for little stuff like the first person who gets their HR training done, or or I'll shout out the people who got their training done early, and like to me, those are little victories, which not only like make you feel good, but then also kind of light a fire onto other people who are, haven't gotten their things done. Or I feel like it, it is motivating, not just for yourself, but for other people to celebrate those little small wins. We have a rule 
that on our group channel uh, that all the recruiters are listed on the recruiting channel, if you place someone, you have to announce it. And mm -hmm. it's because A, you deserve the accolade and the at a person. And B, it does motivate other people, especially when you're doing something like hiring with a, a very tough market out there right now that it'll, you know, you'll be like, oh, Bob got a placement today with that company. Wow, that means it can be done. And Bob deserves the accolade for making the placement. And we all send our little gifts to them and we've all gotten better and better at it. And then so then the, the fun conversations start. Oh, my God, you're getting really better at your gifts because before you were terrible and yeah. we joke and someone is like, we'll we call someone out. Hey, you've used the same one the last four times. You need to find a better one. That's and funny. It, it just gets people going and they start laughing and joking. So it could happen any time during the day. So something, you know, and I love that you talk about celebrating those. One of the things that we did, and this is just kind of a little HR uh, idea or suggestion. We created emojis that matched our company values. So you could assign, you could like add emojis to, because on, on basically you can obviously respond to, to messages on Slack using emojis. So we have custom emojis that uh, that of our company values. So you could assign like the company values that were um, that the person portrayed in you know in the celebration. And you know again, like this is me getting my HR hat back on and, and some fun ideas for HR practitioners out there. It's a way to reinforce company values uh, in a fun way, in a way that's being done somewhat naturally versus like, hey, let's recite our company values, which. Let's be honest, nobody wants to just recite them. Uh, that doesn't do anything other than help you to memorize. And let's talk about, you know, school memorization versus actually putting stuff in practice. Uh, which one's actually better? <laughs> I love that I, because I think it helps people understand company values mm -hmm. and why you have them in place. And back in the day, many, many moons ago, I worked for a company that you talk about just the regurgitation of something yep. that at the beginning of every meeting, you had to recite the mission and vision mm -hmm. and you, you know, the new people would be, you know, called to do it. And if they didn't know it, it was a, a big, you know, negative uh, yeah. reinforcement versus the positive. So it didn't really, it didn't immediately put that you've got to know the mission and vision. Uh, and and the people it, it knew it, it but they didn't understand it. I bet there was a lot of yeah. people who knew it, but just didn't, couldn't put two and two together on it because it's just, again, it was like reciting something. I'm, yeah. I'm sure you and I could probably recite the Pledge of Allegiance right now, but I, you know, trying to explain what it is to somebody, I'd have to, I literally would have to say it and think about it, which I feel like that's, that's counterproductive, like actually understanding it and instilling what it means versus just the same or two big two different things oh absolutely i love what you're saying i love the fact that you're saying you were an example of this value mm -hmm. and those people that didn't quite completely comprehend or wrap their head around it gets it, it helps them as well I, I love it that's great you know what i love in hampton i hmm. love the fact that i can start a call with you feeling like eeyore <laughs> And by the end of the, our recording, I'm pumped up. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go out there and motivate more people and, and get people excited about their career and our industry. And by golly, that's why we do this podcast. And that's why you and I are such good friends after all these years, because yeah. you know what you know how to do, Hannah Hampton? 
you know how to put the human back in human resources. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Have a great day. You too.